um, is maybe very practical for the summer season, and that is the brach of Agoma. When we need to make Agoma, and this applies to the, the question when we need to make Agoma, really, we can break that into two side questions. The first one is, um, for what categories of incidents, let's say, of experiences, of a person to make Agoma? And that'll be the first question. The second question is, and then at what stage does a person have to make a gun? Why? Why is this a question? Because we know there's a Gemara in Brachas, and the Gemara says, There four people who need to make a gun, there four people who need to thank Hashem, people who the assumption was that if they were in a certain circumstance, they were considered to be in danger, or their life was considered to be in danger, and therefore when they saved, when they no longer in that same matter, in the same uh, that same situation that they were in beforehand, then they need to thank Hashem. The Shulchan Aruch gives us a way to remember it with the acronym Mechol HaChaim Yidu Chasera. The Chaim should always be the one to thank you. And he says that the simon for the four categories of people who have to thank Hashem are Chaim. The first one is Chavush, which is, means a person who has uh, taken captivity. The second one is, that's the chest. The first yod is Yisurim, which means a person who was ill or was sick, or was in pain. The third one is Yam, a person who crosses the sea. And the fourth one is Midbar, a person who crossed the desert. Now, that's the Chaim. I have to thank Hashem. The, uh, these four are not necessarily Dafka, the only possible cases of Hagomel. Whereas Hashem, these are the four, we'll see others as well. These are just the four that the Gemara gives. Because this is the assumption that, like I said, someone in that situation, their life was in danger, and therefore, and therefore, in a case like that, that's a, a that's assumed to be the place um, that a person has to say a good. So let's look at the one by one. The first one he says is Chavush is a person who's taken into captivity. Now, what kind of captivity are we talking about? So the the other early person who say, Morgan Avram, he says that. It's talking about a case where a person was taken captive, either because of a trial for his life. In other words, there was a, there was a possibility that he would be, it was a court case, or that he was in, in jail for something which carried the potential capital punishment, in which case his life was threatened. That would be the one option. But uh, the other option would also be if the people who had incarcerated him were, and it wasn't a, it was a lawless country, and therefore they had no problem uh, torturing or killing their captives, or when it was often the case, it wasn't even for a crime. A person was taken into captivity because he was a Jew. In those places, which were anti-Semitic, and then of course there was a threat that they would kill him, and then for his life was in danger. And then, in cases like that, if a person is freed from captivity, so he's no longer in danger for his life, and therefore he can make a goma. Similarly, even in other places in the world, where a person's jailed together with various criminal elements who might be the ones to threaten his life, even if it's not the authorities who are necessarily threatening him, but it's his fellow cellmates who are wanting to kill or whatever they might do. Then they're also a person's life's in danger. And if he, when he's free from such a position, um, then he's allowed, then he has to make a goal. However, in a case where a person's in jail in a country which there's no threat of him being killed or being punished in such, in such a way, in the, in, in the jail, then even if he is jailed for something, let's say a minor offense, 
and no one does not have a minute that his life is being threatened, then the Khara still wouldn't apply. This is all the Magan No, the Magan is the first thing that's going to ask in the Pashas. Then after oh. that, then person said other cases also, which wasn't tried for his life, but there was a potential that it could be life threatening being in jail. That would also have a person to make a very well. Um, <coughs> are these four categories, are they are they four others that anything else has to be similar to one of them? So we'll see. Or we'll, we'll, just... That's the first question, what you call the others, the four categories that the Gemara gives us. Then we'll look at other examples and see, do they need to put into one of the categories or could they be Mikhail, um Hagoyim on the other? Okay, that's the uh, that's the first shit. The Bira Lacha Barichos Kodal discusses this Morgan Avram, and that is that. Uh, but he also comes out that if there was no havimin that a person was in danger neither from the authorities or from the other people he was with in the jail, then he would need to make a brach. That's the first category. The second category is Yisurim. Yisurim means a chaylek. Now, a person who's sick, then if he's sick with a sickness which is life threatening. So then he, when he recovers, he has to make, he has to make a hagobah. What's considered a life-threatening sickness? So we're not only talking about those things which definitely are life-threatening. And if, if a person says from that, forget it, then a person has a machala, or somebody who has another, some kind of illness which could be life-threatening, then a person for sure has to make a hagobah. But the Shulchanarach, obviously talking about the medical terminology and sicknesses of the time, it says even a sickness which could, with complications, become life-threatening would also need a goyim because it's something which could become life-threatening. The Shulchan defines between a fever which is like a temp- raised temperature one day, which is not necessarily life-threatening, and he uses the words that uh, in the Gemara that something which is uh, not a serious that doesn't need a doesn't need a goyim then to wear something which is he says that a person that's sick enough that he has his bed ridden, according to Shulchan Aruch, that would already be a sickness which could get worse. And if that's the case, if he the dies of the Shulchan Aruch, he would need to make a gemel and any sickness which would a person be bedridden. The lashon is that the Gemara says that a person who's not called the Mishka, that he falls into bed, he can't can't walk around normally. It's, the Gemara is considered like he's being judged. He's under the garden, which means he's being judged what's going to happen to him. And if that's the case, if he recovers. So then we can make a gun. The Ramah argues, the Ramah says, the It's only, not every time a person is sick is it considered a sakana. And therefore, any time which is something which is called a sakana um, is something which a person um, can make a gremel on. He says that's the minute. That's the lashon of the Ramah. Um, the poets can say that anything which a person can be mechal the Shabbos for, um, then he definitely can, if he recovers from, can make a hagomel because considered so much as pekoach nefesh. And then the chiddush, even more than that, there are there is a friend who say that even something which a person could be mechad l'shabes with a goyfa, which means a chayla called gufa, then also a person could make a goyfa. Okay, so what's the examples of each one? Let's say something like pneumonia, which is potentially fatal. A lot of people recover from it. But there are always people who succumb to pneumonia. It's a dangerous disease. Even young people? Yes, could be. It gets, the problem is complications. It gets pneumonia. Something like that. Then that's something which ever, even the Ramah would agree is something which a person could make um, a for. Whereas something which, let's say, isn't as serious as that, but would be something which is considered uh, such as a strep throat, for example. 
So according to Ramah, that's not considered a, a, a sakana which a person is in danger for, you can be chal Shabbos for, but it is called a chayla kul gufa. And therefore, just like in Shabbos, a person will be allowed to ask a guy to do something for them if they have sick with something like a spread throat to them, with all the symptoms that it has, then if that's okay, so according to those boys can hold that's enough to say a gomel, but hold you can make a gomel on that too. And now the question is, is do things change when you have medication? In other words, in that time when they had to deal with the illness without antibiotics, and then it was just happening that the Hashem would take it away, so the Chorah, there's more of a reason to say a gomel, well, do we say that, and whereas when we have medications which can deal with it much more effectively, do we still say that it's something which is a sakana to a person, or make a gomel, it's a bit of a suffix. Therefore, for sure, to say a brachal, or shem malchus, it's only something which is considered a serious illness. Now, internal infections, or things like that, is considered a serious illness. You can have a for that. And therefore, for sure, a person can make a gomel. It doesn't have to be that clear sickness. Also, anything which goes wrong with the body, which is not written, it also can also make a gomel for. So, if a person um, was was uh, in a car accident, which is potentially life threatening, or a person was like fell from a height and he could have been something which is life threatening, or a person suffers a stroke or a heart attack or anything else, which is considered something which is could you know, could be could be uh, sakanas nefashis. All these things uh, definitely a person can make a gamble for. But like even further, even if a person would break a rib or something like that. Which is a sakanas nefashis because a, puncture, a broken rib can puncture a lung, something like that. So that's a shadow of a sakana. In all cases like that, then if a person would recover from that, he's an ad, he should make a gomel. Um, and one more case, which is what the first one what what's actually done, you'll see, is a machlokes. But what needs a gomel is when a gives birth, because just like we know that you can machal shabbos for a to give birth, so it's considered a sakana. And therefore, she is, if she gives birth safely and she recovers, so she should be hive in this category too. Now, where, where, where the ladies do make a gomel, you're going to still see, we'll talk about it, there's not like this. But that would definitely be in the category of something which is significantly enough of a, of a medical, so to speak, sakana, which a, ladies, a person can say a gomel for. Similarly, an operation. Not a small operation, let's say, like a dental one, but something which is like a, oh, it's a small, serious operation. Well, according to some points, even general anesthetic is considered something which might be a sakana, and therefore, if the person recovers from such a thing, then he can make a uh, hagana. Okay, that's all in the category of sicknesses. Why is the Ramah being machmer on thanking Hashem? So just do without shame and malchus. You can do every day and all day. What? You can always do that. Whenever you're in a sanctuary of Hashem and malchus, you can. But to make a bracha, has to put together a, a person's life is in danger. But 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 Barabim though, should he do a Barabim, even if it doesn't fall into the category of the Ramah that it's not Chalashesh or Sakana, to say without Shema Malchus, Barabim, why not? Why not? Why not? Meaning for anything. Is that good? Like, right. Okay, yeah. Could you repeat on, on the general anesthesia for something that's not life threatening? There's one, there's there are persons who can say general anesthesia itself is a sakana, and therefore a person has to. So, so we say there are, so what do we do? I mean, yeah, what do we follow? We have to rub? One can rely on that. One can rely on that. It's not sedation, it's anesthesia. There's a big difference. If they want to do, let's say, a scope of a person, in a gastroscope, they sedate the person. It's not anesthesia, it's not anesthesia, it's a seat. Whereas when they want to knock a person out properly so they can operate, that's a much stronger dose or whatever they're using. That's, that's the second. Okay.
Now, that's the second category. The third category is the, and the fourth category are similar in that they're both talking about travel. The one is traveling through a midbar and the other one is traveling through the sea. Except the question over here is what's the gather of traveling through the midbar? What's the gather of traveling through the sea? In other words, what's the sakana you worried about? What's the sakana you worried about? Are people who travel um, in the midbar? And that's definitely going before. So there's a machlokes here between the minag of, of Ashkenaz and the minag of Sfar. Which is a lot of brings us to the Hagim, it's interesting. And that is, what was the reason for the Takana to, the Chazal had to make it to, uh, to institute a girl for a person who travels in the Midbar? So, the one shita was, the shita of Ashkenaz, and that is that a Midbar is a place where persons on their own. And therefore, they could be attacked by wild animals, they could be attacked by groups of brigands or, or Ganavim, whoever it's going to be. And therefore, the Sakana is because of. Not the midbar itself necessarily, but the people, the person, or the situation that a person could come across in the midbar, which would be very vulnerable. And therefore, uh, if that's the case, so uh, a case of any journey which would leave a person exposed to wild animals or to people who could uh, try to attack him would be the same category. If that's the case, a person is going through a forest, it might be the same thing. It doesn't have to be the midbar. A midbar is just an example of a place which is unsafe, is far away from any habitat uh, place and therefore persons in danger of being there. Um, therefore, they ha- the, uh, the minag of Ashkenaz was that it's only that a person who's in a place where there would be uh, wild animals or listing and then in travels in such, such a place or through such a place, then he would have to make a go. But uh, otherwise, if a person is traveling between two cities and it's not a place which is exposed to wild animals or, or Ganovim, whatever it might be, so in that case, he wouldn't have to make a gamble. He's going to a place where there's uh, you know, the people around and it's not a dangerous area, he wouldn't make a gamble. The miracle of Sfarid was the journey is dangerous. And therefore, one, as long as the person's traveled the parcel, which means a significant amount out of the city, he's already mechayot to say a gamble. Because just by being on the journey out of the city is already considered a sakana, which means, according to the Sfarim, if a person would travel from Mishalayim to Beit Shemesh, it's a sakana. That's already a parasite out of a built-up area, and if that's the case, that's already Mechayim Agam. How much is a parasite? A parasite is approximately, it's two and a half mil, a few kilometers, three, four kilometers, it's not very far. Right, so that's the case. So there would be Mechayim on, on most intercity travel, Whereas according to Ashkenazi, that isn't a dangerous area, and therefore it wouldn't be Hagoma. Hagoma on the trip would be somewhere where the attack would be a midbar or something like that, which would be or a jungle. I don't know something which would be more dangerous. That this actually would be a this actually would be a question. Okay, so that's the that's the first machlokes. Now the Shachnach himself says that if it's less than a parsa, which means a person just goes for let's say out of the city, no, for a, for a walk, or comes back in again, that's not considered he's left the city walls already. Now, that has to be a significant amount of place out of the city. There, that's, that's the dinner of the The question is today, are we still Khoshish the same way? Because then, like we said, the danger is the person's on their own in the wild, and therefore they're exposed to wild animals, they're exposed to groups of highwaymen, whatever it might be, and they're very vulnerable. Whereas today, if a person's on uh, somewhere out of the city, 
back to Tana, it's on an interstate, it's on a motorway, and there are lots of other people around. And we don't find so many wild animals attacking cars, we're driving, would this thing still apply? Would this thing still apply? So, this is a big question. It's a big question for the Sfaridim, because there are those postkim who say that even for the Sfaridim, who the Minag is, when they go out of the city, they have to make a gomel, but today with motor cars, it might be different, because today we aren't in, not everything is a Mokim Sakonim. There, there are people going the whole time, the roads are always busy, a person isn't left on their own in a position where they, they're at risk of being attacked. And therefore, Ritzir Abishal, for example, holds that even Sardim, if they're in a place where there isn't a, a immediate danger, they don't have to make a go. Just by traveling out of the city, most of the Sardis don't agree with that, they hold that Shulchan is whenever you're out of the city, you have to make a go. But the way they would explain it is because we've just changed one danger for a different danger. So maybe today there's no danger of being mauled by a lion, but there's dangers of car accidents. And therefore, being on a journey is still dangerous. For whatever reason, it's going to be dangerous. And therefore, they hold they still make a gun. For the Ashkenazim, if you hold anywhere, you only make a, a brach when you go through a midbar or a place which is dangerous. So then again, the question today is where would you find the place which is dangerous? In other words, if a person's going, let's say, from here to the Dead Sea, so he's going to Midbar Yudah. It's called the desert. But is that considered a midbar which is dangerous enough that the person has to make a brach on it? Going to Hebron. Well, going to Hebron is dangerous for a different reason. Yeah, there's a danger there. Right. So then that for sure. If a person going past a place where there are listed, there are dangerous people on the road, so that for sure is not going to that's, that's exactly what the, okay. the Ikadin would be. But uh, the question is places which aren't necessarily... Um, the, the, technically they would be called the Midbar, mm-hmm. but Lavdafka they're going to be a Mokham Sakonis, so and there's also a shayla there, should, should a person make um, Hagoymal or not? Okay, so that's, the, that, that's, a, that's one question. The second question, the, the second category of travel is a person who sets out to sea. A person who, who goes on the sea voyage, then also there, there's Yorde Ayam, there also a person has to make Hagoymal, and except there's a difference, and that is the danger of the sea isn't that we're scared of sharks or pirates. The danger of the sea is because the sea is dangerous. And therefore we're worried that the person will capsize, we're worried that uh, he'll drown or the, the, the ship will sink, whatever it's going to be. Which means just being in the sea is, without any other reason on its own is dangerous. And therefore, if a person would travel on a sea voyage, they would have to make a go mutin. Now, people ask the question, so does it make a difference if a person is on an ancient robot or on a massive cruise liner? But the truth is, it doesn't make any difference. There isn't a ship that can't sink, uh, as we've seen from history. And therefore, yes, being in the being in the sea is considered sakana. That it's, uh, you know, what, what like Rav Moshe Feinstein explains it in Eidus Moshe, it's not a place where people can live. You only as a person only can live in the sea on, if the ship's safe. But it's not like if, if he loses the ship, he'll be able to live there. The sea is not a place for human habitation, and therefore it's be in a mockum, which is a dangerous place. Just as, he's, as long as he's in the ship, he's okay. But it, as a Mokham, it's a Mokham Sakana. But they build an island in the middle of the sea? But if it's an island, it's okay. But if it's an island. But it's a movable island, though. No, if it's something which is... How is it movable? It's not yeah, a, ship. a ship. A ship is like a movable island. No, a ship is something which dangerous. A ship can sink. And it's then not it's the water. Right. Well, so again, you have an island, so the island is a ground. Because it could have an island. So that, that would mechaev a bracha as well. Now the question here also is, how far does a person have to travel into the sea? In Venezuela, a person goes in a rowboat, just like a few yards out into the sea. That's not called the Sakon, even though he's in the sea. But Lemais is near enough to the land that even if he boat tips, he's going to be able to swim back to shore. And there has to be enough into the sea that it's like a Sakon if a person 
loses his boat, that he, he, he's too far away from the shore to get there easily. And then it's like a zakana. Okay, so that would be when a person has to make a gomel on a sea voyage or on a land voyage. Now, in case of where it's a suffix, we'll see soon. Okay, so now the next question we're going to talk about is, those are the four categories Hazal gave us. Uh, a person who was in captivity, a person who was ill and recovered, a person who traveled by land, a person who traveled by sea. Now, in the case, in all of these cases, the halak of Agoyimel is only when, the person only makes Agoyimel when the situation is over, and as when he's recovered. In the middle of the situation, a person doesn't need to make Agoyimel. And therefore, let's say, a person is going on a voyage, a bashi, a number of days. So he doesn't say Agoyimel every day because he survived the previous day. It's still on the voyage. He'll only make Agoyimel when he's safely out of the sea. And now his voyage has ended, so now you can make a gamble on the voyage. Similarly, if a person's not well, then he's only going to make a gamble when he fully recovers. This is an important point, because sometimes people are sick, and part of the treatment is they have to go through a number of operations, or a number of treatments, whatever it's going to be, they don't make a gamble on each day. It's only when they recover, then they can make a gamble. What's considered recovery, so the person talk about if he's going back to feeling normal, or he can act normally like a person who's not sick, whatever it's going to be, or at least he's discharged from the hospital, whatever it's going to be, then that's considered recovered, he can make a gamble. But if this person is still unwell, or the process hasn't yet finished, even if he's overcome a certain hurdle along the way, so to speak, it's not enough to make a gamble. Similarly, we said about a lady who has to make a gamble after childbirth, a lot of people who say, but since the halakha is that for a week until seven days after a lady gives birth, she's considered a khayla, the gabi eating a yomkif or whatever it's going to be, so then she, in the cases like that, she shouldn't make a gomel until after seven days. Okay, so that's a, now I'll just say a very interesting question that was actually and that is a person who needed surgery, or a serious surgery, at the time they couldn't do it in Eritrea. So they advised him to fly to America to do the surgery there. Now the question is, when he lands in America, should he say a gomel? Because as far as the trip's gone, so now he's finished the trip. But on the other hand, the reason he went there was for the surgeon. He hasn't had it yet. So do we say that the, he hasn't yet, you know, so the whole process, which you can thank Hashem for saving him, isn't yet finished because the reason he went was to have the surgery which was meant to help, which cure him. And until he's recovered from that, he can't say Agamemnon. Do we say two separate stages? Also, so there was one, one process. Uh, there's one Agamemnon on the trip, but both. There's a second Agamemnon on the recovery, it's the second point. Now, the other question is, when a person's flying around, or a person's, then do we say that the experience is only finished when he returns home again, or on each leg of the journey a person has to make a goma? So this depends. Um, if a person's, let's say, en route, in other words, he's flying to stop over, and he's, he's going to Australia, so he flies from here to, I don't know where, India, from there to Hong Kong, from there to Australia, and he takes a day in each one. So then it's all one journey. If that's the okay, case, it's not going to end. But if a person is, let's say, flying overseas for a month, and then after he's flying back again, the one's not going to the other one. The one was a journey there, but that's ended. So now that he's reached his destination, so now he can make a gun. Now, sometime later, he wants to make a new journey back again, there will be Mechayv second again. It's not part of the same trip to get somewhere. It's to get to two different places. Whereas if a person will be going there and back on the same day, and he's not sleeping in between, so then the person goes all one journey. So if I'm, let's say, traveling somewhere um, to, for, for a meeting, and I'm traveling right back again afterwards, 
So now I wouldn't make a separate Akainu. This is all one journey. It's not two separate journeys. Can the gather be if he unpacked or is living out of his suitcase? No. We, the, the if you unpack, then like you can't hear. If he's sleeping in a place that that's where he wants it to be, then right, it's just on the journey, and he's, he's not ended the journey. It's like a continuation of the journey. That's one thing. Well, he has a suitcase on back, doesn't make a difference. No, I mean, let's say, he, let's say he got to his destination. We spoke, well, the question is, you know, what we'll talk about next, is even though it's not one of the categories Chazal bring, what's the dinner of an airline driver? Does it need Hagoyamal or not? And it's interesting that there are three oh, different opinions. Airline person drives. It's not one of the four categories of Chazal. So there are three different opinions here. It's, uh, even though we don't always bring us a Poisek, but it's known that the Briskarov, he used to fly uh, to Europe and back. He didn't make a goal, he held it wasn't Chazal al-Machayev. What Chazal al-Machayev? Chazal al-Machayev, four things, it's not one of the four things. And if that's the case, so then he doesn't have to, he didn't make a goal on flying. Um, now, even though, if you're going to say, well, it, maybe it's a Mokim Sakana, so the answer to that is not the Briskarov, but those who hold, you don't have to make a goal on flying, hold, and statistically it's not such a Sakana. Right? There's more danger in driving than in flying. Okay. It's the same thing for the cruise liner. Same thing for the cruise liner, so that's on the sea. Yep. Chazal said on the sea. Yeah, on the sea. This is something else. That's the first shitter. The second shitter is the shitter of Rav Yashif. And Rav Yashif's shitter was that if you're flying over a sea, you're flying over a midbar. So that's the case, you're a holchi midbar, or you've gone over the sea. It's true that Chazal's way of going over the sea was in a boat. And now you're going over the sea in a plane. But nevertheless, that's considered some that's an area where Chazal will machayev you to to make a goyimel, and therefore if a person is flying, let's say, in inland, not over the midbar, then he wouldn't make a goyimel. Whereas if a person is flying over the ocean or over a desert, he would. Now it's a bit hard to understand this part of that, because the reason why we say that a person uh, should make a goyimel if he's going through a midbar is because he's going to get attacked by wild animals, and in the in the sky there isn't really a chashash of wild animals. So it's a bit hard to understand exactly what the gather is. And as we said, it's once, once Chazal made Takana, that if a person travels over a midbar, over a sea, so that's the same thing even if he's traveling in the air. Um, people ask the question, if that's the case, if a person would travel under the sea, would it be the same thing? He's in the water. Could you do it? No. In England, they have a tunnel which tunnel goes under France. the sea from England to France. So that considered also a whole I was not went under the sea. Uh, and it's very hard to say that. You, you weren't in the sea, you were in a safe place the whole time. You were in the ground. But okay, that's that shit, sir. What's most accepted is the shit of Ramosha Feinstein. And Ramosha Feinstein held every flat Machayef Hakoyim. And what was his fire? As far as he said, we, we mentioned his name before. And that is the reason why on the sea, a person is going to make a mill is not because he's going to get attacked by a shark. It's because being in the water is not a, a person can't live on water. And therefore, if, a, if anything happens to the ship, he's going to drown. So it's not a place where people can live, so it's an unsafe place. He said, up in the air is also not a place people can live. You can't live in the air. It's only because there's the aeroplane which is holding the person that he's, he's still, he's not, he's okay. But if anything would happen to the plane, he's, that's a sakana. And therefore, a place which is not a place where a person can survive, it's, he's only there because of a ship, is considered a sakana. Who are there? He's only there because of a plane. What are the chances that anything's going to happen to the plane? There's not a lot of chances. It's being in a mocker which isn't a safe place. And therefore, and therefore, a motion says any fact. And if that will be the case, you don't even have to fly very far. Even if you have these, like, these flats around your shalai, even if a person just go up and see shalai from the height of this plane, that would be the same problem. You're now in a place which is sakana, which a person can't do. That's called the sakana. If something happens to the plane, he's going to die. And therefore, that would be something a person could make a bracha on as well. 
as opposed to childbirth, which again, Baruch Hashem said, isn't such a real chashash I was going to die, it's just considered in the Gerav HaSakana. So in a case like that, we, he, he holds that Tanakh is going to make a gamble for somebody else, otherwise not. The next thing is, do children make a gamble? Do children make a gamble? So, so the men get to not that the women make Why? A child can be in the matter of Sakona too. But the first is an interesting thing. He says the child can't say the Chayavim. Because the Chayavim means it's really high to be punishment. And Hashem did a Torah for me and, didn't, and I was not going to get punished. But child's not Chayav. He's not Chayav until he's an adult. His father. So, otherwise, so he says, my father is the Rosh that I'm being punished because of him. The child can't say that about his father. And therefore, the men are going to children don't say Chayavim. If a child was saved by a nest, you can make a sort of siddha. And you can still talk about it. There's a second option. But the idea of saying the Nusach HaBrach, of HaGoyim HaLachayavim Torah, Hashem did Torah for me that even though I'm Chayav, a child can't say. And similarly, a father can't say for his child. Once the Minah gets shown down, say so then a father can't say the Bracha for his child who was saved either. And therefore the Minah gets we don't, that they, we don't say HaGoyim HaLachayavim Torah. You should be able to say that. Because the Dinah saying for somebody else is always the bit of evidence. The Ikadin is the person who said. Now, that's okay, uh, Should somebody say to the child, Bracha? No, he can make the Bracha to somebody else with a Bracha here too. And he'll say, and the Kadim will say, Amen. 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 Like we said before, there has to be a circumstance where it's really that he really looked like he was going to die, and the person uh, was, was, was very happy that he's alive, then he can oh. make a Bracha. Whereas the regular case, the child flew with you overseas, <laughs> and no one was in any real books like Hana, at any given stage, then you can't make that Bracha. Um, interesting question. And that is, uh, it actually happens here in the shul. Um, and that is, the Nusach of the Bracha is, HaGoymel L'Chayavim Toivais. Hashem does good to the Chayavim. So the Toivais are the good things Hashem does to Chayavim, and then therefore, Shagmolani called Toiv, that He gave me all Toiv. Now, it happened over here. It sounds like the Bracha, HaGoymel L'Chayavim Toivim. Shagmolani called Toiv. Not Chayavim Toivais, but Chayavim Toivim. And that changes the meaning completely. Because Hagoyim l'chayavim toivim means Hashem was going not to the good chayavim. Right? So was he right like that or not? Right? Because that's not what the bracha is meant to mean. They're not good chayavim. Right? The chayavim doesn't make sense. So as the chayavim is not repeat the bracha. That's not a nusach bracha which uh, which Chazal gave us. Right? So that's uh, a person to be careful. Because normally a person thinks now zafar words take zafar. Chayavim should be with toivim. It's not. Because the toivim voice is going on the beginning of the bracha. It's the good things Hashem does for Chayobim. So that's why one's in Zach, one's in the cave. Okay. Where's the person meant to make a goyim? has to be in front of ten people and two Chalmei Chachamim. Why? Ten people and two Chalmei Chachamim. Together, ten and two? We'll see. Because the Pazak says, V'yiramu v'kal'am. You should thank him in the midst of people at ten. Over Moshev Zakeni. And when two people, over the Moshev, after Zakeni, Zakeni is the Chachamim. So therefore, the halacha is, you should have ten people and two mechachamim, that's mechachamim in the first game. If that means ten and two, or ten of which two are called mechachamim, there's also a big question, who's called the Tanakhachim? Is that to be as Kenyan, like Zikri Adar, or is there anybody who knows how to learn a little bit that's called the Tanakhachim for this? We answer Machmir on it, because Shulchan Aruch already says that if you don't have the two, as long as you have the ten. And therefore to say a goimel, a person that's not to have ten people, even though the minag is to say a kris the Maisa, if, if a person is not going to have a chance to say Vakir Satara, because a person should ideally say Agoyimel within three days. And therefore, if a person, let's say, comes back from a flight on Monday morning and misses Vakir Satara, 
there's still Thursday mornings are going to be the fourth day. So therefore, we should say um to ten people without the grace of Torah. Without the grace of Torah, it's, it's better to catch it within three days rather than wait longer than that. How does this matter develop? Three days, but it's still allowed to say it. it's better to translate within three days. And now there's two interesting questions. If a person said it without a million, the Shachamarach leaves it as a machlokis. It doesn't pass him. Does he have to repeat it again or not? And now there's a ma'ak of the million, a ma'ak of the million. And therefore he says, if a person wants to say it again, say it without, a bra- without Hashem's name. The three days is, if you call the Shachamarach before until the month. Right. And the Mishabur brings a third that it could be until the month the person can still make a girl. That's for sure that's the Chachim. Now one last interesting halacha. I've never seen halacha. And that is the Chirish Hashem Zam Arbach. And Rosh Hashanah said every time a person has a suffix about Birkas Hagayim, if he's a chayv like Mechayev, so every morning we make the bracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, Hagayim al Chasadim Tadim Ami Yisrael. And Rosh Hashanah, this is his Chiddush, says a person can be mad, they have a chesedash and dirfim, it's also Birkas Hagayim. Even though it's not in the Nusach of the Gayim and the Chayavim Tadim, but we saw from the Shulchan Aruch that if you make it on somebody else, you don't have to say the word Chayavim. So we both says in the morning, Hagayim al Chasadim Tadim Ami Yisrael, he's here to Birkas Hagayim. We had that in mind. And then if a person was a sumsukuk, for whatever reason, if he's mukhuyiv or goyim or not, the sickness was a real sickness, wasn't a real sickness, he's not sure about yes, planned, not planned, the goyim or dead, the goyim or dead, whatever the case is, he can be, instead of he can be answered with that. The chayla would apply to children too. Except, except, if you want to be answered with a goyim like that, it'll have to be in front of a minion. For the same reason. Because we saw that uh, the dinner of a goyim was that with Mary and therefore, if a person wants to have a gather the Safik, so the next morning, Shaykh is go in front of the Hamud and say the Bracha Barad, you never want some man, and he'll be Yitzhak going with that. Again, it's interesting, the question I talk about this is Rosh Hamazam's Kiddush, but it makes sense, it's the Nusukh of Hagan. Let's talk about tonight.